0: Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender, Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Monday. It's Monday, June 6th. We're getting close to the summer, and we're here uh, as usual on Mondays. It's Mondays with McCool James McCool, co-author The Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, with me. All right, You can get, get the 15-hour DFS audio masterclass at theoryofdfs.com. People here early in the morning. Not not Suki Singh, but good morning to Dun Montgomery, Matt Mears, Chris Aaron's, Jesse Atfield. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Jesse asks if I was happy with my MMA dupes at Lock on Saturday Blender. For the most part, I uh, I I I didn't have as much time to uh, trim dupes as I normally did. I didn't plan it out well because we had it was a one p.m uh eastern start time yeah uh so uh i th- i thought 2 hours was enough time for me and it, and it wasn't uh i ended up with 100 i played 150 lineups in the large field contest 114 under fives and 44 uniques which is what it, which i i've always said i'm i'm aiming more for the under fives than the uniques uh i could have done i could have done better than 114 with the under fives but it's not not the worst thing in the world uh so I was, I was, I was fairly happy. I, I got a little, a little carried away diversification wise. I did not have a good day. I, I too, too much of some fighters that, that lost uh, that, uh, that is there a, did I need to No, but I did. And then that bits, bites me in the ass. But of course, if they do well, then I win all the money in the lobby. So it's like, it's one of those things where did I want to be that lopsided with my exposures? Well, the lineups were fine. The lineups are plus EV. I'm, you know, that's perfectly fine. It's just, you know, when you have 33% of a guy that gets knocked out and another 36% of someone that didn't win in the mid range, it's like you have a lot of one loss lineups and you're not going to do much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially it's, with, uh, top uh, top you, have that.
0: You, you love to see me to whatever the, the, yet you let's see. You, <laughs> sure, you love to see it. Let's do, do yeah, i love to see do i love to see it? is it is it that, is it that cold down in tennessee that you have to wear a hoodie
1: uh it's cold. my house i keep the house at 70 degrees so
0: 70 isn't that
1: cold well no but i mean i i think that it's relatively cold i don't know i'm like i have my sleeves rolled up i just i wanted to wear this plus this is this is actually company merch for peter fun fact oh, oh really
0: you, you, you love to see it yeah no look hold on Okay, so all you all you do is you throw you throw five letters onto the front of a shirt, and it's it's merchandise.
1: Yeah, and now it's a great shirt that has a patriot logo on the back. Um, okay, well,
0: what do we love to see?
1: It. it. What's it? It.
0: Just anything. Just apply
1: it, it to anything that you want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just love to see it. You just love to.
0: Yeah. Okay. I love to see. You know what I love to see? What do you love to see? I would love to see, uh, a an updated version a, a a sequel to the theory of daily fantasy sports.
1: Oh I'd love to see that as well. I think that would be a pretty cool thing to see. You would love to see that.
0: You would love to see it. I I, I would I would have to, I would wear the I would wear, I would wear the hoodie Well, yeah. I'll
1: I'll have I'll have uh Margaret make us a, a theory of D- daily fantasy sports 2.0 shirt. Did, I don't think anyone would wear a, a theory of DFS. I for, would merchandise you, I'm the only person wearing the <laughs> the merch for Paydirt anyway, so.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. you could you could always get you know those single screen printers, you know, like the you know dazzle, Lazzle, whatever it's called. I mean, you could you can make stuff. I mean, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's what Margaret does. Like she she has um. She has like a custom printing setup downstairs in her office, so like. My wife does the same exact thing. Yeah, most of most of the shirts that she wears, she just makes. So we, we could make Theory of DFS merch. We could, we could do it. Oh, yeah,
0: my wife. My wife could do the same. My wife could do the same. She has a sublimation printer and everything.
1: They should. They should team up.
0: Okay. <laughs> but to, but talking about the Theory of DFS, uh, just want, want to let people know that, there there will be a new version coming out. Uh, Soon, within the next two months.
1: Yep. yep. For advanced be
0: play, it's the four advanced players, and it'll be it'll deal more with applications of the concepts from from the first from the first course. And what we plan on doing, I like being open about this. That's why I'm talking about it here. We're, we're it's not done or anything, right? We're still in the planning stages, uh, including in the, the advanced players version. Excel tools in Excel, Excel tools, like very similar. A lot of times I show stuff that I throw together in Excel or throw together in Google sheets, little games, little, little like calculators, converters, those types of things. And people, I, almost every, almost every single time I so, show something on the show, I get, I get five to 10 people that ask me, can, can you, can you share that? Right. Can, can you, can you, can you, can you share that document? Can you upload it sometimes? Like, you know, I put it in the Blender's Game Theory channel in uh, in Discord. And then other people post their own stuff and they go like, well, I did it this way and here's this thing. So I wanted I wanted to include those types of Excel tools, tools that you could use in Excel to be, get better at DFS. Not as full-fledged as like, oh, here's, you know, like building lineup HQ in Excel. Like, right. not, not that. But just ways to go if i did this what would this look like how to study different players like what are the types of things that that cuz i know you, you you work with excel like to the nth degree yeah uh, what type of tools do you think would be the most beneficial for understanding dfs concepts concept, building lineups studying your own play that are achievable and manageable for a uh a, a more uh, beginner excel user like that not, not something that you that you'll need to hook up a lot of things to and maintain yeah. a lot but you can kind oh. of like some very similar to like i like i'll bring up the combo calculator yeah so something where you could just type some stuff in and you really don't have to you don't have to do much you don't have to the, the, the correct uh, naming conventions and, mm-hmm. and do all that type of stuff what what t- what type of little tools do you think would be the most useful
1: well one thing that I'll, I'll say before i get into that thought is that with the the sequel to theory dfs since it is going to include these excel tools and these cool things that that we're going to build up um people who have worked with me on this kind of stuff, I know that, you know, it's, it's about 50 bucks an hour to have things, these things built. And one of these tools can take, you know, two to four to six hours to build. So when you are getting the SQL theory DFS, uh, like you're going to get all that value added in. So even just one of the tools that's going to be included, is going to cover the cost of what you pay for the next version of things. So I did want to point that out really quick. It's going to be a great value add. Um, in terms of just an example of a, a very simple tool that beginner to intermediate players can use, you, I use, and I know that a lot of people uh, in my Discord use a dupe checker. And they'll go in and they'll, they'll download the CSV from their contest and they'll upload it into the sheet and it'll show how many dupes they have, how many under five they have, just like you were talking about with your MMA. Um, it, it'll show how often you're duped. You can type in different names of different players in the contest, see how often they are duped. Uh, what their exposures are to different players, how their general roster construction is, stuff like that. So that's one really good example. It's something that um, is a really important thing when you're thinking about showdown or MMA DFS. Um, or golf, even short field, go- I mean, I was going to say even golf, golf, stuff even, like even that.
0: Small slate MLB, a three a three game slate, no. night slate, two game night slate, those types of things. I mean, obviously you could use them for full slates, but you're less likely to run across duplicates to begin with.
1: But you can use it in in a similar way that you uh, use um the thing to check exposures to players on rotor Why am I forgetting this right now? Oh, oh, you talk about results DB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you can use it in a similar way with that, where you can check a contest that you're in and you can see what the exposures of players that you want to look at are for that contest without going into results db. Obviously, results db is massively more complicated and complex than what you right would but it wondering. also
0: on results db it only has like seven or eight specific contests i mean the right. main ones but if you're playing the 12 dollar nine 980 man single entry contest the second one that gets mm-hmm. like that's not going to be in results db like like you said sometimes if you're playing the yeah. the dime time right there's something like we may have we may not have that on DraftKings, and also uh you can't do it. Results DB doesn't exist for, for for Fanduel, for FanDuel right now. Fanduel does that to, to make yeah, any right, tools for right. in Fanduel involves scraping data, and you're not going to. That's a little bit more complicated.
1: Well, do. and fun fact: Fanduel doesn't allow you to scrape their data. Well, technically, they don't. Tec- okay, so technically, they are not allowed to stop you from scraping their data, but. Take it from me; it is exceptionally difficult to scrape right. their data. Right. It is so hard. Like DraftKings makes you jump through a couple hoops for sure. FanDuel; those hoops are on fire. They've got sharks with laser beams on their heads, so going in the water underneath. Like it's hard. It's it used really to use, hard. It, it used to be much easier. It did, yeah. And then they 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 put up the fences, dude. It's hard.
0: Uh, but there are there are ways around their their stuff i mean i i don't i don't do that type of stuff but uh there are a way any, any roadblocks they put up there's a way around it it's just a matter of how how many how much resources do you want to put behind behind doing so
1: and, and frankly like the amount of time and energy you'd have to spend getting to the data is just better spent on like sports i o or something like that and getting the the csvs and and all that data just Sent to you, you they have a, API calls and stuff. There's other companies that do it effectively, and you can just subscribe to them. Like the, the amount of time that it takes to build something out like that, you're just just spend the money.
0: <laughs> okay. Talking, talking about scraping, yeah. which just something that a, a like a, a beginner person would never be able to do. Yeah, is there any simple tools that inv- that could involve scraping that could be useful? Yeah. Yeah, of, of course. course. Yeah. So
1: uh, specifically for MLB, you can do a very easy uh, import XML into like a Google sheet or something like that. And uh, you can pull in all of the batting orders and projected batting orders for uh, for the teams that day and for, and all the pitchers. And it's very simple. It's like, it's, uh, it's one function Um all you have to do is just point it in the right direction. And and I personally pull from RotoWire. RotoWire has things set up in a, in a very clean way. Their schema is very nice Um, and you can pull it in. And then all you have to do is just uh, have a list of like acronyms to the names. So like most of them are like B Reynolds for Brian Reynolds or L Garcia for Luis Garcia or whatever. So then you just need to have that list of things and that, you know, I, I have that built up and, if we were to include that in the next version like i could have that just automatically put in and then it's just a very easy thing that just as soon as you click refresh just all populates and there you go and it's very easy so what, what could you do with that information further than that though? so you can utilize so
0: you pull in for instance instead of, like project like the starting lineups or whatever mm-hmm. i would pulling in the like the the salary data like like obviously you can get that in the in the in the CSV from DraftKings. Yeah. But do you have an automated process for that?
1: Uh yeah, my my process is automated through that, but um I most of where I am pulling things from. Let's see, where where do I pull in salary information from?
0: I'm trying I'm trying to think of if simple I mean obviously these are things like you don't need to do you can subscribe to rotor grinders. It's all done for you, right? Yeah. But if you wanted, if you wanted to utilize that information, and and you're like, okay, well, I want to utilize all this information myself and do something different than what you could do with like Lineup HQ as as a research tool. Like you would need you would need to get all this information. Do you think? Uh, here's here's a question, James. Do you think it's worth scraping and doing that from scratch rather than just downloading like? On grinders ourselves, like I could download the players and I could download this information. Like I could download all of our projections. So like if I click this screen, this little button right here, this download players in this slate, right? right, Download players in all slates, right? If you wanted to do multiple slates. So if I download this, this player's file, it's, it gives me a projections file, I'll save it. And if I open it up, I don't know if I can move my window so you could see it, right? If I open it up, it shows me like player ID, team, opponent, position, name, fantasy points, projected ownership, batting order, then a ceiling floor, plate IQ, and then obviously the exposure data, the, the the RGID, partner ID. Would it be useful? Would there be a tool, a simple tool? When I say simple, it means that a a beginner Excel user can do it. And it doesn't have to be like, advance you know it doesn't have to do a million things just using this this data from roto grinders could we do things with this that would be useful
1: yeah of course and you can so you could have that and i, I mean i'll go download
0: and then because okay. like a, here's a, like for example let me give an example even though you could obviously lose lineup hq for this if you if, if you were if I gave you all the projection information from from roto grinders, right, for a slate, like just having a solver there of like, here's a fifth. What's what's the optimal lineup based on these projections? Mm-hmm. Like just simply that. Just it it doesn't build any more than one lineup. Just like well, if these are the projections and these are the positions and these are you know everything like that, tell me what the, based on these projections. What, what's the optimal lineup? And then if you wanted to go in and you wanted to manually change something or something, obviously that lineup would be different. So just simply using it as a single lineup optimizer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's really easy ways. I, I, I built one for, uh, for Mountain Sims. Remember? Right.
0: Exactly. You gave it to me. The Mountain <laughs> Sims little optimizer. It's like, okay, but, but Gus, even if in Excel, you wanted to go, well, what happens if I change this? Like, like this, this player's. It's like, especially for people that, that play with just one lineup. Like there are tons of people out there that play one line, right. Or three lineups. They play single entry. They maybe play, maybe they play cash games also that they go and they go all well, lot. I, I don't know about, do I need lineup HQ? If I'm only building one lineup. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe they're not doing like, like you could use lineup HQ to do a lot of research on tip, tip, tip different types of lineup constructions, Different type, you know, what's the lowest ownership for the highest projection? Those types of things. I'm trying to figure out a way on how you you could do that for like a one lineup person, kind of in Excel. Maybe it's a little bit a little bit more time consuming, but for someone that may not want to, may not want to. Combo premium is you know like ninety nine bucks a month, and I think it's worth it for lineup base viewing all the sports. Mm-hmm. But you know, having a little like one lineup optimizer and uh, a, a tool like here's here's all the player salaries and uh show me uh, uh i want to know the best lineup give me the best single lineup based on these projections that has a maximum ownership of 180 mm-hmm. it has a yeah. like have some a little little like so you don't just it's like well you have to change the projections in order to change that one lineup it's like no i want you to bypass any lineup that has x or a lineup if it's baseball right? I want to know what the best lineup is that has five players from one team, yep. or four play for this, five players from one team and three players from another team. Like, it doesn't oh. have to make a hundred of them, mm-hmm. it just has to make the the, the 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 best one possible, and you can do that in football. I want to know what's the best lineup that has a quarter, quarterback, wide receiver, and opposite wide receiver from the opposite yep. team, and try and then fill out the rest, and what knapsack problem that, that crap did that make yep. like.
1: Yeah, I actually, I have that built for MLB because I use something like that. Um, I have it connected to uh, like my models that I upload for Pater. Um, and it's connected and I can see what the, so I, I have a couple of tables that are going into it. Uh, I have the, the scoring percentages. So I can see and like cross-reference who should have the top score, what percent of the time. Like this one, I, the last time that I used this was about two weeks ago but I had the uh, Giants, Yankees, and Dodgers at 15%, 14%, and 11%. So seeing that, I'm like, okay, I want to stack those guys, right? So then I put in that I want to stack the Yankees. I put in that I want to pair them with the Dodgers. uh, I put in that uh, the lowest amount of money that I want to spend on a non-stack piece is $2,500 so I can avoid $2,000 guys that project weirdly, and then I just let it run. Um, And then I can play around with that, and I can play around with uh, ownership combos and different projection combos and stuff like that but um is this going to be something i can use for 150 lineups absolutely not but i don't play 150 lineups i play one to three lineups a day so all i need to do is see and compare and contrast different combinations of different lineups see uh you know for for things like this for a player who does one three lineups something that you want to look at is like in baseball if you're trying to stack two teams and both of them are very heavy on projections for infielders. You pretty much can't stack those two teams because, like, you're going to have for one to three lineups. If you have to choose between like Freddie Freeman and Vlad Guerrero Jr., if you're stacking Toronto and and the Dodgers, that sucks. And you don't want to have to make that choice. You want teams that have outfield strong guys and infield strong guys to make like the best one to three lineups that you can. So I can do that in this, and um, I, I think that it's a good thing to have if you just want to check things and check that you're making sure that you're staying true to the best projections that you have out there and and trying to take care of the stacks themselves. Now, something like this, I think uh, one of the harder things to do is to push correlation. um, And that's something that I think that some of the more sophisticated optimizers out there can do. But for a beginner and intermediate player, I I think something like this works just fine. Right. Because what I'm
0: looking to do is include Excel tools that a beginner Excel user can use that doesn't require you to have a tool like lineup HQ. yeah now I think using an optimizer to do a lot of this type of work for you is worth is worth the price. but there are plenty there are plenty but you know you don't know how many people I talk to that you know watch this show watch and listen to podcasts and everything maybe buy the course. And go, well, I mean, is it worth it are projections worth it? Are tool these tools worth it? Like that roto grinders. It's like, if I'm only playing I'm playing three dollars a day. And it's like I truthfully probably not. Like y- you would need something like this to, to do better. But still, is the investment worth it for playing? You're playing a t you're playing less volume in a month than the subscription cost Mm -hmm. and there's no way to to, that's that's like playing paying 50% rake already on your contest and that's unbeatable so it's hard for me to give give people an answer on like well what am I supposed to do then like what like how do I how do I how do I utilize like this type of information projections ownership uh uh, uh, getting all the data and you know, studying previous lineups. Yeah, yeah. Results DB is free that you can use, uh, but like it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to give people advice where it's like, well, just look at the projections, and they're like, well, I don't have projections. And now there are free free places that have projections. I'm, you get what you pay for, but getting free projections that aren't the most accurate, in my opinion, is still better than zero, mm-hmm. right? And maybe it's, it's something that you. Can, that you could use to learn anyway. It's yes. like, well, I know I t- I'm taking these numbers for a grain of salt, but I have numbers, so let me play around with these numbers. Let's play around with some ownership numbers. Uh, make it yourself. Come up with the numbers yourself. But once you have, once you put a number to a player, from everything there, you just take away the players, and now all you're doing is working with numbers. Mm-hmm. So having tools like that, when 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 I say that, like my combo calculator for MMA. Is where I need to have lineup HQ to use it? You know why? Because the way that I figure out what the how many combos there are is by running lineups in lineup HQ, because it's such a small uh, fee, uh, player, uh, player, you know, the amount of players in the player pool that I just set this max at three hundred and go. Well, if I lock in these three three fighters, how many combos of the remaining fighters are there? And it, it's never three hundred. I get one hundred and eleven. Depends on how the pricing and everything. And then you compare that to how many people are in the contest and, and the ownerships of the players. And then I could I could get like average duplication as a number. It's not perfect, but let's say I didn't have lineup HQ for, uh, here's two questions for you, James, since you're, you're the Excel wizard. Uh, could, could you in Excel, if given, here are the 28 fighters on the slate, and who faces one another, because yeah. you're going to have an eye, you're not going to stack against, you're not going to have fighters against one another, Uh, to tell me like, how many lineups with these two fighters, these three fighters, these four fighters, if I highlight three fighters, and you go, how many lineups exist with those three fighters in it that still contain non-stacks and Obviously, don't go over the salary cap. Like I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that calculation. You know, you could press a button and have that done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm also assuming that you that you could analyze that in like a matrix, even. Yes. Right where you could press it, you press a button once you get all the 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 fighters in there and the salaries and who they're fighting, and you go, uh, you know, like one of those grids where it's like, well, if this and this are together, how many how many you know combinations are there, and if this and this is together, this other fighter, how many combinations this and then you do something like that i'm I'm assuming on a field of that small, Excel could handle that, but what about a what about a sport like uh, a, a 14 game MLB slate?
1: so uh, you wouldn't need it for a 14 game MLB slate obviously ever. Well, well, we need to work within logic here, right? So like, to the extent of how you would want to use something like that, Excel could do it.
0: Like, I, extent, I, would ex- I, would ex- I would expect, like, what this would apply to, if you like, well, I don't play MMA. Well, how about NFL showdown?
1: Sure, you could, NBA yeah. And show, any of the
0: show, MLB, any of the showdowns, triply, yep. any small field golf events. Like, I, I'm assuming this would be useful for, for that
1: type of Yeah, thing. it would, yeah. Um, for, for like, showdown PGA? I think it would be really, really good. There are a lot of dupe problems in showdown PGA. Um, And for NFL showdown, like for any of the showdowns, you can utilize it. And um, for MMA, certainly you can utilize it. For uh, F1, you could utilize it. Uh, For, you know, any of those things. Um, Because all it is is just managing permutations. And all that you're going to be doing is throwing together some formulas to get all the permutations and all the different um, combinatorics going. And then you can... um, say how many of those lineups exist that are under the $50,000 salary cap. And then there you go. That's however many lineups you can because make. Could
0: You also put in like how many of those lineups exist, like for each level of the salary cap.
1: Yes. Yeah, you could.
0: Here's a, a third question. Uh-huh. This, this, this is the hard part in Excel. Uh-huh. Within a reasonable amount of time, would you be able to generate all the lineups?
1: Yes. Yeah. So when you say reasonable amount of time, I, I think so in in our in our studio, uh, I can ge- I can generate every single permutation of every single lineup for a NFL showdown slate in like 14 seconds. Okay, so that, that's, that's like that, that.
0: That's that's within reasonable. Yes, that would be. Yes.
1: Yeah. But in Excel, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple minutes, maybe. OK,
0: that would still be re- uh, all okay. I, all, I, I'm, I'm I'm setting you up for the thing of. Uh, how about a main uh Sunday twelve game NFL slate?
1: No, you're screwed. Right?
0: Okay. That, 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 <laughs> that, that, like, it would like, take it you would the entire be something week to could generate within a reasonable page. amount of time for for anything other than very very.
1: So you can do. I I know a person. Um, he was he was in my community for a long time, and what he would do is he would generate. He he had this massive Excel sheet and he would generate a million plus lineups for NFL. And then he would have all those. And he would he, he didn't know how to build an optimizer, but he knew how to do that. So he would run all of those lineups and then he would have his constraints and it would pick out lineups based on his constraints that were sorted based on projection. So he couldn't optimize anything, but he could brute force millions of lineups and then just parse through those and pull those out based on the constraints that he was looking for.
0: Right, so, so, so basically, basically what he's doing is, is instead of, instead of solve, using a solver, mm-hmm. he's basically saying, give me all the lineups and then for each of those lineups, calculate the projection yeah. and then sort that column by that number and
1: tell me what the top number is. Yeah. And then he would pull things out. So he would have different constraints, right? So he would say, uh, and this was for NFL only, um, but he would say, okay, pull out all the lineups that have uh, like a Tampa Bay stack. So have Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. So he would say, pull out all the stacks that have those guys and are under the salary cap, obviously, and are under this amount of ownership and also have this player at running back. So he, he like, he had you have this massive page of constraints. It was. It was gigantic. It was the most obscene Excel sheet that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, but it worked and it was successful because the the logic behind it is like it, in a typical optimizer sure, you're doing that, right? Where you're like, the, the optimizer on the back end is running through a whole bunch of different permutations of lineups and doing some RAND and like, you know, you, you have all these different working parts going on and he just had just like pasted it into an Excel sheet and just parsed through those lineups. You press a button and then it would take like four minutes and then it would just populate everything that he wanted, and and it would pull out. But it it must
0: have taken a day to
1: get all the lineups. A literal day.
0: No, a literal day. A
1: literal day.
0: A 24, like 24 hours of letting, of you press a button, and then you walk away from the computer (laughs) for 24 (laughs) hours.
1: It was his computer. It was like up in the attic, and he wouldn't touch it. He had another computer that he would use for work, and this computer was solely for running permutations for NFL um and, and it, it's worth noting here that he did not run every single permutation of, a, of nfl because that would literally take like six days um it, on a fast computer so he didn't run every single permutation he had some uh some locks in there that made. Is, but
0: just to highlight this is to
1: do it in excel oh yeah yeah in, you in can excel.
0: do this much faster just not in excel
1: yeah in python i could do this in like Twenty-eight minutes or something like maybe half an hour, but in, in Excel he would he had some some blocks in there that made it so there could only be one defense including permutations. So he would start with defense and then he'd run permutations off the defense and then off of the QB and then everything else was just like whatever. Um, it was super impressive. Uh, granted, we don't need to do that. Like I said, that this whole tangent came from. You don't need to do that with with excel you just and you shouldn't try to do it but you can do it with mma mma is a very good experience for uh for beginner and intermediate players who want to go into this kind of thing i think mma is a really good idea i think league of legends is also another one where it's that there are very few combinations that you can make and, and the binary nature of it but um, still, how
0: about in the main sport like take the main sports but on very small slates yeah you, you so can like, do it like on a Uh, Afternoon slate of three games. Yeah, yeah, you can do it it on like a with three, like something three games or less. Yeah, it this is doable. Yeah,
1: Uh, I I still wouldn't suggest doing it on on main slates. I think saving it for showdown or MMA or PGA of trying to avoid things where correlation is is a is something that you want to build in Um, because correlation starts to uh, get a little bit hairy when you're trying to build out permutations, because like you can build out a permutation set with MMA and PGA. The reason why it's so nice is because like outside of, well, you don't want your fighter against their opponent. That's like it in terms of right. tennis is the same out.
0: way, right? Tennis would work. The yeah. Same way,
1: ten- so. Tennis is the same way. Yeah. Um, so that, that is very clean in the way that you build out a permutation set. Whereas with NFL or with MMB or whatever, like, if you want to build out permutation sets that with baseball, you're like, oh, well, I want to have four man stacks. It's like, all right, well, this is going to overload your computer. I've crashed my computer three times trying to do uh, baseball permutations just because like it, it, it's it's such a strain on the CPU that it's just not really feasible on anything more than about two games. But for Showdown, for MMA, for PGA, for things with no correlation, great exercise. How about, okay, here,
0: how about a tool like this? So I'm just trying to think of things that, even though that we we already have existing tools that may do it a little bit better, uh, but you'd have to pay for them. Uh, something that, if I download all the lineups from a contest, so I'm going to go, you know, when the slate, lit, the final lock, right? You could probably, you could do this even before all the games lock. Like, I'm just thinking about like an MLB slate, right? I go in at 10, 11, right? Eastern, right? The last game starts at 10, 10. So now all the lineups are filled. So there's no empty slots. I download the CSV and I get basically all the lineups that are in the contest. Yeah. Right. Can I, in Excel, I'm not, I'm saying the word can, I, I know I can, but I'm, this is, I'm acting, I'm acting as if I'm, I'm the, I'm the newbie Excel yeah. person with no access to some of these tools. Uh, put that as a separate, as a sheet in my in my file that has all of my projections in it, and ownership, you know, like that RG column, that column, you know, you know the 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 projections from lineup HQ, and can I have a function, a button, a nice simple button that will go through every lineup in the, that is actually in the contest, and all it all it all it does is put what's the total projection, what's the total ownership.
1: Yeah, I don't even think you need a button for that.
0: Well, you could do it what on on import.
1: Yeah, I think you could literally I think you could just download that, you could just paste it into one of the sheets and then you can have it just auto populate in another sheet. And right. that's super
0: easy. But it's like I'm thinking of something where because we talk about like studying other players lineups. Now, if you go into results DB, you could look you could look at a lot of that stuff, but it won't like well, what was this lineup projected Based on my projections. Now, obviously if you're studying other players, they don't have the same projections as you a lot of times, right. right? So you you don't know. It's like what's the project what's the based on my projections, what what is the what is the the total points and total lineup ownership? Or even ownership sum and ownership product. And then take a look at the winning lineup. Take a look at, you know, players' lineups. And then possibly here's something with a button, maybe. I always I I'm trying to simplify it for people, right? So it's auto-populate people sometimes to throw their, I don't know why it's not doing this. Uh in addition to to showing the, the total projection and the ownership sum or whatever, could we group those by username? Yeah. So you exactly. group them by username and you say this username had hundred and fifty lineups with a total projection of a range of X to Y and a and a total ownership range of x and y or how much or or almost a chart maybe each user you could have a little selector you could change you know the username and it'll show you a chart of like how many lineups they had in certain you know with projection totals and ownership maybe even the double double line graph yeah projected ownership to project uh, to, to projection
1: yeah yeah absolutely you know that.
0: okay that does that that, that let, let, let's just say that's something that I've that I that I I've done, right? I'm, I'm describing- Let's just
1: say that that's something that you've done,
0: yeah. Right, it's something that you, of course, uh, th- those are the types of things, like I built something like that. It's horrible, it's awful. I, I don't even have it anymore because I don't even need it anymore. Uh, that's something I built in like 2018. Yeah. Right, because I was downloading CSVs all the time and it was getting just cumbersome to do anything manually, right? Because I'm just studying, in, it's because- It was mainly because I was coming from soccer into MLB and NBA Mm -hmm. and in soccer, it's like, okay, I'm just studying six people. Right. And the contests are smaller. So it's like, I'm studying three lineups from six people. Mm -hmm. Right. So manually doing any of that type of thing was fine. Then I go to like NFL MLB NBA. It's like, dude, I want to study like 30 of these people and they have a hundred plus lineups. No, like I can't, I can't just, I can't do this manually
1: right yeah i mean you could build something that specifically for nfl like you build something where you would type in the player's name or like you could you could even have a drop down you wouldn't even have to type in their name uh you have drop down you could just choose the player that you want to look at you could see how many lineups they had you could see what their projection range was you could see what their ownership range was you could see what their stacks were you could see who their quarterbacks were you could see um how far over the field or under the field they were on specific players. Like, you can build all that up like really, really easy. Right.
0: Now, that's a lot of stuff that's in Results DB already. Yeah. Right?
1: So but I'm, I'm if you wanted it for yourself and for your own contests, which right. you you to want, I mean, especially on FanDuel, like for, for people who are on FanDuel and do not have access to this stuff, this would be a very valuable thing. To have.
0: So can you think about any other little types of tool types of things?
1: let's see that, but, may be, uh, that
0: may be more useful for a major sport because i know we've been saying like well you really can't like daniel hutchinson is, is in chat going i i don't even know if it's feasible to generate all legal lineups on a 12 game nfl slate uh, i suspect it's on the order of the number of atoms in the universe or something like no yeah that's slate. that's
1: what i'm saying yeah it's 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 absolutely egregious i agree right, with like me. not even <laughs> just not just not talking about excel
0: just talking about doing it in any fact.
1: yeah it's it's absolutely egregious. I, I oh, like not, I said, I have crashed my computer multiple times, even just trying to figure out a way to do partial permutations of it. It's well, gross. that's
0: why I wanted to focus on for the major sports <laughs> that have larger slates and more players and everything. Yeah, do like that that one to three lineup type of player, mm-hmm. where you're not necessarily. It, is there a need to generate a million lineups? No. Is there is there a need to do Would it be useful? Sure, I guess. But it's like, what could, what could we, even if you just put manually, like, like, let's take NBA, for example, James, let's say, I'm just thinking of how, like, how a hand builder would build lineups. Okay. And what, what could we do to make them better? So for instance, in NBA, a lot of times when I was hand building an NBA, I would, look at the Roto-Grinders projections, right? And I would look to see, you know, who who seems too high projected for their ownership, right? Right, you look and you look, okay, this, this, here's the value play, here's the, And then I would basically write down on a sheet of paper, like it's a, it's a nine-game NBA slate and I'm only playing like three to five lineups and I'm hand-building them. So my player pool, like of like, I'm just going to cut it off. Like, I'm not, like, here here are the 18 players that I want to play, right? I just, out of the nine games, here's the total. And I definitely, and I'll star some players. Like, out of my three to five lineups, I'm going to have, I I may have these guys in, like, three out of the five lineups. Like, obviously, I could go through, like, because that's what I did, and go, well, let me manually build one by hand in the app itself. See what fits, right? Because you have to go, well, if I play this guy at small forward, does this guy fit? And you're like, well, now, but I only want to play, like, 18 players, 15. Like, maybe I'm not playing all of them, but just, like, this is my, instead of having this entire player pool, it's like, nope, I just, here are the three centers I want to play today. That's it. Here's the five guards I want to play. Now, in a situation like that, if, if we just were able in an Excel spreadsheet to go, I just want to. I, here at max 20 players, right? 30. Like we're thinking about MMA. An MMA card has 15 fights on it max, right? So that's 30, 30 fighters. And if we could do all that in MMA, we could do that in a, a short field golf or, you know, NBA showdown, stuff like that. Like, would it be possible if instead of saying, well, here's all of the players, if we say, well, up to 30 players, if you want to select the 30 players that you want, then, then we could go, okay, based on these 30 players in NFL, in, and in, in NBA, like especially NBA where the correlations don't really matter that much. Can we say it's like, well, based on these players, here are, here, here are the, the top 500 lineups you can make. And we'll give you the constraints of like, You have to use that minimum, like you said it yourself, like minimum salary, maximum salary, you know, whatever. It just, like here, here you go. Here's the top 100. Here's the, not even 500. Here's the top 50. Here's the top 20. So you could look and you go, well, out of these 18, like I want to play one of these 18, I want to make sure that my lineup has eight of these 18 players. What lineups fit together? So I don't have to be in my app. Going well if I move this guy to here and if I move that guy to there because a lot of times when you're hand building a lot of it is is you're doing that instead of what I will what I started doing in 2017 2018 even playing three to five lineups is using lineup HQ to do just that of like I'm just gonna X out like everyone yeah and then just add back in those 18 players and then set the player you know I want to spend at least 49 seven I want to you know, like just the bare basics and then just run like 50 lineups and go, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good. So I don't have to go like, well, if I move that guy here, if I move this guy there, if I could like, it just, it shows it. It's like, oh, here's a 50 K lineup. Here's a 49.9 lineup. Here's yeah. These are lineups that look like I would hand build them with the set of players that I have. It is that feasible in Excel? Because yeah. you're limiting it enough that even in a major sport like nba with a larger player pool could you could, could would it be feasible to even do that in the correlation based sports
1: yeah it would be feasible um like i said i built correlation into the into the mlb solver um it's it's not that hard but the, the hardest thing hilariously with solver is building multiple lineups but like there's always ways around it um i i think yeah, that but I'm not, but, have, uh,
0: multiple lineups as far as building thousands
1: yeah well, I mean, building, so I, I think that the, uh, the important concept there is is cutting down your player pool, um, because I think that a lot of people, when when they build out lineups, even for NBA or for whatever sport, uh, they try to look at the entire pool, and they're just like, oh, I don't know who to pick from these players, and it's like, okay, we'll just pick 15 of them, and build lineups with those 15 players, that's, that's the right way to do it. Um, and then taking that and, and building out permutations based on those 15 players, especially for NBA is very easy. Um, for NFL, um, I I think that you have to be kind of, uh, kind of rigid with the way that you pick your players and your process on picking the players for NBA, you could do something like the top three players in whatever metric you want to do, whether it's top raw points, or top value or whatever, um. I'm I'm, I'm
0: just saying that that makes it even, even easier. Just literally just pick them. I mean, you pick, pick them by any, any. So yes, just literally like, like, here's all the players in the player pool just highlight up to 30 of them
1: or whatever. And the reason why I say that the process here is important is because if you're planning to use a solver to put together lineups, you have to give the solver enough ammunition to be able to build lineups. So like maybe you, the top three players in whatever metric you want to look at, in each $1,000 price bucket of like 9,000, 10,000, 8,000, 9,000 blah, blah blah so that you're making sure that your solver then has things to pick from in, in different well, we're talking about projection primarily. Sure, yeah, we're talking about projections, but you also need to think like an optimizer and say well, you know, if the optimizer wants to put this together and you're and you don't have say say that when you look at an MBA slate and you're picking 20 players. If you don't pick any players between five thousand, seven thousand dollars, then like there's a large gap in the amount of lineups that you're going to be able to build right. based on what you chose outside of that. So there doesn't right, need that's to be on a you, process.
0: but to me, I view it as that's on you.
1: That's not on that's not on the tool. Sure. Just but if we're thinking of the beginner and the intermediate player, sometimes they won't know that. So hand holding a little bit through that process, I think would be an important thing if you're building out this tool. Right. If anything, um, throw
0: throw up an error message.
1: Like, dude, you can't, sure.
0: you can't play you can't play four 10K players in NBA. I'm sorry.
1: That like, this is this is how I know that you're not a coach. Because right. <laughs> you can't just throw up an error message. Just throw up an error message. Just uh, an error message. But I do think it's feasible. Uh it's it's certainly something you would just have to be very direct about the way that you make sure that people are utilizing the tool and build it into a way where it is kind of uh, a foolproof process of being able to build it and have them just press a button and say, this is what you can do with those players. Uh, you could even build in some randomness, like say that you wanted to say um, like you and I, what, what we do is we'll take 500 lineups. And when we're building out for certain contests based on constraints, we know that those 500 lineups that we built are good lineups. It doesn't really matter in the long run, what lineups we are putting into the contest, so long as they're built well for that contest. But if you have 500 lineups and you're putting 150 of them in the large field contest, whatever 150 that you chose out of the 500 that you built for that contest are whatever. So, to put input some randomness into it. And then that way, somebody builds out 20 lineups. It just picks out one of those lineups from random and says, Here, go ahead, run that one. And they're like, Okay, well, it was built on the constraints that I like and the players that I like. So, it must be good. And then you just run it.
0: How about a tool? Because mm-hmm. I, I get I get this question a lot. Also, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I could obviously do this. You get you get multiple projection sources in Excel. So you download like I just showed you. I downloaded the MLB projections, right? And they're the bad They're actually the bad X projections. And I could download the RG projections. I could go and download projections from other places, right? Well, A lot of people ask me, it's like, well, uh, what happens if I want to download projections from multiple places and then aggregate them? Like, how do I do, how do I do that in Excel? Like, to me, it's not that complicated, but some people, some people aren't, aren't, are beginners in Excel, right? To me, that's more of a, that's, at a scale of one to ten on aggregating projections, I think I put the difficulty level at a three, maybe two and a half. Pretty low, well. yeah. Right, pretty low, but uh, some people don't know how to do that, and maybe they 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 would want to. Hey, if I just get a bunch of projections and I want to aggregate the points, aggregate the ownership, or anything, whatever, what the hell, whatever, it, whatever, whatever columns you want, just like give me whatever truthfully the hardest part the hard truthfully the hardest part of doing that is the naming conventions yes to me that's that's the, to me that's the, that that's what, that increases the difficulty up a little if it was mm-hmm. if everything was named properly across the across DraftKings and FanDuel as well as any place that you get projections. Which it should be,
1: by the way. You should you should be put in jail if you if you avoid the universal naming convention. That's yeah, my there's opinion.
0: still there's juniors out there. There are periods that are figure it saying,
1: out. Figure out a universal one. Right. The, the
0: difficult that, that difficulty scale from one to ten now starts coming to like one and a half. Sure. Right? A lot of that that extra one is just making sure nothing is screwed up. But like obviously in lineup HQ, we have this tool for you. You could upload whatever projections you want, multiple sets and then aggregate it and weight each of them with a a certain number. Mm -hmm. If you get lineup HQ, you you can do this. Obviously you you still, a lot of times when you get projections from other sources, you have to rename the columns. Lineup HQ only accepts certain column headers so that's the only thing you'd have to do in Excel, which you just do manually. I mean, just like I just change change the name of the column to FPTS and you and and save and you're and you're good. Uh, and I'm assuming you could even set up a macro. I don't I don't because I don't do it as quick like that. But uh, but what happens if you didn't have lineup HQ and like it's like oh okay I get I I see projections from three different sources and uh, I want to. I want to aggregate, I want to average them out, or I want one to be 50% and one to be 25%, one to be 25%. Like creating that and creating that little, creating a sheet in Excel that does that. Uh, I don't, maybe takes you 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. Uh, for a, for a coaching client, actually a couple of weeks ago, I built one for her um, because she didn't know how to do it. And it's like, yeah, I can, I can do that in five minutes. It's really right. easy. Well, that's why I said um, I like
0: 10 minutes. I mean, it, it depends on it, what you want it to look like. I like, I think you could do it in five minutes if you don't care what it looks like.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I can do it in six minutes if I care what it looks like. Oh. <laughs> the, the formatting is really easy. Uh, the, the harder part gets into when you want to allow users to build in um, different weights like that. That's probably the most complicated part. But I have built up even... Um, for another person that I worked with, I think maybe last year, I I feel bad because I worked with him for a long time on building out stuff and tools for him. And then I started PayDirt and I ran out of time so I couldn't. But um, for him, I built out something where he actually could upload the lineups that he built from uh, his source. So from his optimizer, he could upload all the lineups. He uploaded the projections from five different sources. I let him wait how much he wanted to weight projections ownership and the different aggregate weights. And then it would sort out the top 50 lineups based on whatever he wanted to look at. That was based off of whether he wanted it to be based on projection or he wanted to be based on leverage or based on ownership. So that kind of stuff um, you can be really easy and really simple with it and just aggregating lineups, or you can get more complicated and you can start doing stuff like that. But Certainly, that that stuff. I mean, as as when it comes down to aggregating things and pulling in data from different tables, like really easy to do. And, and frankly, for most users, um, all you have to do is know how to click the little top button at the left-hand side of the Excel, so that it so that it selects every single cell in the, sh- in the sheet. That's and then just press Control V, and that's that's pretty much all you need to do, and it'll populate all.
0: So we'll be coming up with, with with some of these some of these tools. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure they look they look good. I'll be in charge of them making them look good.
1: And I'll make sure that they work. Work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be, truthfully, that's that's your job to make sure that that all these tools actually, all these things that Excel sheets do, what they're supposed to do, in the most efficient. I think here's here's the key, the difference between me and you. Uh, I since I was a front end web developer. I'm good on the making it look good visually part, right? I'm not necessi- that I'm not the best on making it work efficiently part, right? I can I could typically make anything work. How you make it work, m- most of the time, even w- even when I was was coding, this is this is how bad of a coder I really was, that I would solve problems in ways where another programmer, Another developer would look at it and go, Why in the world are you doing it this yeah, way? Yeah, no, I uh, like, why, I, like, like, dude, like, like, dude, you ju- you wrote, you wrote, uh, you wrote 500 lines of code that accomplishes something that I could do in four lines.
1: I you have, go, um, well, I
0: don't know, I don't know, those, I'm sorry, I don't know those four lines, so I, I, I I'm like community. that, forth, like, the guy, the guy that created all the line, like, yeah. that's totally my. <laughs> like, so like, how do I do this as linearly as possible that I understand like step one, step mm-hmm. two, and I was doing database stuff like this is why they couldn't they couldn't even put me in charge and I the, you can make all the tables and everything look nice. And we'll deal with the back end data because yeah. I was doing a lot of dead, like SQL stuff or like Oracle, mm-hmm. like basically pulling stuff out of databases and displaying them on the screen or whatever. And uh, my 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 code was. Like, like, dude, if, if you did it this way, it would take seven minutes for this web page to load with all yeah. of your information. It's like, like, we need to have this load in three seconds, right? And this yeah. is back in like 2002 or something. So I have I uh, like, in my, my
1: community, care. there's a guy, there's a guy named the Hatter who uh, everyone knows. People think that he like works for me, but he doesn't. We're just like really good friends and we just like doing projects together. Uh, and I just, I don't let him see my code most of the time. Because he's really good at coding, like he's exceptionally good in the way that I am exceptionally good at Excel, and you are a proficient in Excel, right? Like you know I'm how proficient. to use it. Yeah. That, you, you're trying to be
0: nice. I'm 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 proficient. proficient. I'm not even an intermediate user. I'm more yeah. of a I'm a proficient.
1: Yeah, in the same way user, that you I'm not, like, are I'm above beginner, but I'm not
0: really. I really don't get yeah. past in
1: the same way you're proficient in excel and i'm ridiculous in excel i'm proficient in whatever coding thing i want to do and he just puts me to shame so i totally understand like i can't show him i i don't it's a last resort for me to be like hey can you please look at this and see what i'm doing wrong because he's going to come back and be like you did everything wrong james you literally did everything wrong um but yeah you and i are polar opposite, opposites you work on front end stuff you can make stuff look good you can present things very well and you right, can and show also use usable to well.
0: user i mean most, most of my experience comes from not making it look pretty, but understanding user experience. And I, I could look, I could look at any, pro, I could look and go, well, a user's not going to understand this. And let's, we need to change a word here. We need mm-hmm. to move this over to another, you know, like in a way that people understand what to do. And there's, I mean, I'll, I'll, depending on the interface that you're building, like the one, one I mean, this is a whole nother conversation, uh, the worst thing that you could do with interfaces is, is have the band-aid approach. Like of like, okay, we built this whole thing. And it's like, Oh, well, based on our user testing, like 20% of our users don't understand this, how to do this. And they end up doing that instead. They're like, well, why don't we just put this band-aid on there? And it's like, well, you put the band on there. Now it makes it less efficient for this other 20% group to do this. And, well, let's put a band-aid on there. And then next thing, you know, uh, any new user that has never used it before looks at it and goes, I don't know how to do any of this. Getty code. But it's all yeah. over the place, right? And that, like that's that's the band aid. To me, that's that's more of my strength. So, like, you could come up with something in Excel that works well, and then I could just look at it and go, Well, as a new user, I'm my inclination is to do this and then do that and do this. And you'd probably look at me and go, Well, that's that's not how you should be doing this. It's like, yeah. well, I'm just telling you how how someone's going to look at this. So either there needs to be some type of comment button or it needs to be, needs to change the color of this thing. So like I was involved in a lot of like user testing. This came from doing a lot of, uh, st- you know, the early stock trading mm-hmm. sites. So like I was involved in a lot of the the user interface, like user testing and you get all these reports and and you have focus groups and then you have to read, you know, we got, well, we got to move this to the other side. We got to move this over there. And then once you do that, then you have to go through another round of user testing, and right because when you're working for like a billion-dollar, you know Fortune five hundred company, they have tons of money, especially in the early days of the internet, of like you know what works will give you will give you millions of dollars to figure Mm -hmm. this out. So that's what that's what I'm used to. Yeah,
1: and for me, I can make I can make front end work, but you don't want me to, not really. Your stuff
0: isn't that bad.
1: I, I redid the site. Have you looked at the site lately? Oh, the,
0: what, Peter DFS? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Peter DFS.
0: Well, I was talking about your Excel stuff.
1: Oh, no. no Except no, no! that Madden
0: Excel. Sims thing, it's like, okay, that's not bad. Okay, so you, you have... Uh, oh, you built it with Storefront and WordPress.com. That, that, that's,
1: that it's so much cool. nicer. Eh,
0: it is what it is.
1: Oh, you suck. I tried so hard. I worked right. so hard on that.
0: Right, but this well, is what I mean, I, mean, it, it, like I can nothing. do. This I can do. Right. This no, no, it, it doesn't look bad. But I mean, for for your business, for, if I was a, if I was a consultant for you, I would say your site your site is is automatic. Based on my what I just loaded, your site is already a failure.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, this is what I can do front end. Not much.
0: Right. Oh, you you don't even oh you don't even have the images aligned.
1: I aligned them. Look, the middle one is bigger than the two on the sides.
0: Now, why? No, they should all be the same size. So the, all but that I the, didn't, the headers. I didn't
1: want it to be the same size. I thought that it looked cooler that way.
0: No, it doesn't look cooler that way. It looks <laughs> that way, right? And of course, you have the call to action underneath, and not up top, but whatever. And you have paid analytics here. You could just remove that tag. Of course, you're using WordPress.com, so you probably can't remove the the page title tag. I, I mean, I could.
1: I, I can go into the CSS and do it.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. You just, you just, you could go in the CSS and just put a none.
1: Again, I know how to do these things.
0: Right. Well, it's not how, like, that's not the best way of, you would remove the tag and not put a CSS of whatever that tag tags, uh, 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 a qualifier is and could display none. Like that's, that's my, that's, that's my styles of solution, right? You're, you're doing the coding equivalent of what, what I do. It's yeah. like, how do I get rid of it? Well, just just comment this out so it doesn't do it. It's like, no, that that's not the right way to do it. Just, it's like, no, well, I can just put it hidden. Why, why don't we have the web page load all of the assets and then hide fifty percent of them? That's <laughs> the only way I can get rid of these 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 images. Like, that's not the that's not that's really not the most efficient way to have a website load a load a uh, 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 three 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 megabytes or like thirty megabytes of data. In order to just hide it like oh how do i get rid of this banner display none oh, oh okay you can, okay that makes sense <laughs> but that's the type of th- i'm making fun of you the same way that you'd make fun yeah, of my excel exactly. i mean yeah. like like i i get i get it i just did uh, the fact that i know this yeah. but what i would suggest is uh is getting rid of this yeah getting i don't know if you can see my screen yeah okay I'm watching. okay but ba- basically Basically, uh, if you're running, you're running a business, right? Yes. Okay. You can. Th- this is this is free consultation for anyone that's. Oh God! Yes, I
1: love free consultation. All right. Consultation
0: for anyone, if you're running a business, here here's here's my very simple. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a 100% qualifier. But uh, and remember, this is what like for 15 years. This is what I did for a living. So like, <laughs> like I I was paid to do this. For, I trust many it. clients. I will um, not be
1: paying you, but I
0: trust this. Right. Right. Here's the general rule. All right. By default, mm-hmm. in the first load of your website, right on, and especially now mobile, but desktop too, in the in the fr- in the opening frame of the website, which is mm-hmm. what you could see on the screen without scrolling. What is the you need to you need to solve two you need to do two you have to have a user sided issue and a business sided issue. And whenever you can align them, that's those are successful websites. Okay. So a user sided issue. Would be what the hell is this website? <laughs> right. Yeah. So from this, most of your screen is taken up by a logo and some uh, navigation bar, and it's like, and it's this. You have patron is a site dedicated to fantasy sports, sports betting, and intuitively, and I, I'm, I'm cut off at that point. Oh, no. Like yeah. it's okay. not highlighted. Like it, it, it needs to need you need to convey what the site is at first. Now the business side of thing is how you you're you're aiming for conversion. Right. So like this. Yes, you have joined the community today for just five dollars. I would word that differently, but this would be considered an action item. And you highlighted it accordingly in yellow, which is not the best color for it, but whatever. Uh, That type of thing should be more should be within the first frame. So, for instance. Look at the first frame of the theory of DFS site. Mm -hmm which I, I, can't, I can't even change the code because I'm using a platform, right? But within the first frame, you see that it is a it is some type of book or some type of something. It's a, it's a book cover of some type, right? The Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, how to think like a D, professional DFS player. You have a buy now button that's red, right? A price tag that's 125, a description here with two highlightings on it, what are these top 1% of players doing and 15 hour audio masterclass. So even this may not be enough if in a perfect world I may, I should have possibly, it works regardless, instead of having it look like a book cover, put this graphic on uh, like a cassette deck, like an old school like oh, yeah. make it yeah. look like it's more audio two yeah. CDs like something like that, even though you're not getting that, like that would be slightly better. I don't feel like I needed that, but I understood, like, if, if I got too many uh, inquiries on, uh, is this a physical book? I know that I'm not doing my job in this first screen. Well, mm-hmm. right. But I didn't, I get, I, I think in the to- in the past two years, I've gotten that question, like three times, which is just not enough. Right. So then you scroll down, you get all the time, but in the first frame, it's like, what is this and what do you want me to do? That's essentially so that's that's my free advice to use that in the in the first frame of your web page, what is this and what do you want me to do? So that's why it's like I'm like almost the stuff that's underneath here, the what we do underneath, that makes more sense up top. Yeah, refresh the
1: first page.
0: Okay. Right, that's much better. Of course, you, you change some some of the space. thought well, yeah, that's going to
1: take a little bit more time than what I just did. Right,
0: but and yeah. then you take the Pay Dirt logo, put it in the corner, a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. so you reduce this white space. You could even take away the "What We Do," right? Because you just assume you you, you create these the, this this font, this header font. You put with the power, you make the the headers more like that. Yeah, I mean, there you go. I'm just giving you. This is
1: this has been eight minutes with Wonder telling me how to fix my site.
0: Well, it's any site to fix any site.
1: Well, but this is yeah. Well, I care more about my site than any site, so I'm going to face it. And
0: also, to join the community today for just five dollars, yeah, needs to be you need to have shadow or some type of uh, uh, colored selector, meaning that a mouse a a mouse over uh, CSS because like you wouldn't be able, no one would be able to know that this is a button. Because it's not it's not raised, yeah. It doesn't change. See, uh, see, I'm giving I'm giving it's a live live uh, live web website consultation. Love right. to see it. Right. What I'm saying makes sense though, right?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, and and that's that's what I mean. That's why we're so good working together. Because right. I know what you mean when you do these things. I just don't have the ability to know these things until that's
0: it's not just like you could look at what i do in excel and go wow you're pretty stupid like you should be doing (laughs) this one like no that's why that's why i want you to tell me it's like this made sense to me at the time and then you show me the right way to do and i go oh yeah yeah if i would have just thought for about two more minutes i would have done it that way but i just it, it just doesn't come intuitively to me for me it's like for website design and stuff like this like that's the intuitive, mm-hmm. like like it does not have to be designed pretty. It just has to accomplish like a user-sided purpose and a business-sided purpose. And,
1: and that's it doesn't all. have
0: to be pretty. Yep. But I'll, I'll make your Excel tools pretty. So, so uh, we'll, we'll be going over more of that. If you have any ideas, if you have stuff that you would like to see being done in Excel, that you can't do yourself, just reach out to, to, to me or James, James is that pay dirt underscore DFS. We just want to get, we want to get all the, all the feedback on, on stuff that people may want to use like that, that isn't complex that at a beginner Excel user can use, especially ones that make one, two, three lineups, five lineups. We're not talking about tools for like 150 max type of players. Because if you're that type of player, you're most likely subscribed to some tool or you do it yourself. That types of things. So, and we want to include it with the the four advanced players version of the theory of daily fantasy sports that we we hope to have out within the next uh, two months, right? And it'll have a, a lot of the concepts, obviously from the from the main course, but more application based. So a lot of the stuff that we talk about. I mean, essentially, it's the same type of thing as the main course. If you watch the DFS pregame show, this show, and you go, it's a free show. You can go back in the archives. If you want to watch 400 hours, 500 hours of stuff. You're gonna get, you'll are gonna you get all the information that's in. Just it's a matter of, do you want to have to sort through all of that stuff? Or do you want to have it all in one place in a structure that's seminar-based, that's meant to teach you with a, with a workbook, with the Excel tools, you know, with the, some type of tutorial that this is how you use each of these little tools, you know, just so you know, like, oh, you put the, this is the button you press and here's how you, here's the upload and then you select this and now it's done. Now you do it yourself. Those types of things. And then, you know, 10 to 15 hours of, of instruction that, you know, instead of conceptually thinking about uh, the theory of DFS, the application of it, like how do you build plus EV lineups using the information that we could get from projections and ownership and all that type of stuff. The main course, it's on, on a conceptual basis. Well, the advanced players course is a, li- a little bit more application. So James, uh, Pater DFS. I'll reload it again, just to promote your site. If you, if you change
1: Thank you. I'm gonna keep working on the uh, on the landing.
0: Uh, okay, I see you. You may okay. You did the rounded the round. Okay, that's better. And the shadow, right? Yep. That's probably probably WordPress.com. There's a there's a some display. You're using the the visual display editor. I'm assuming. I am because. You obviously did not do this in CSS. In that I did currently. not. <laughs> no, knowing your CSS experience, you can do this in CSS. Yeah, I know. And I've done
1: it in CSS, but right. it right. takes me longer than three minutes that I just. Right. Yeah. yeah. But
0: of course you have the visual builder. You
1: could yeah. do it. Right. But Yeah. Um, I, I've really, really been working uh, the last week on getting all the SEO set up and I'm posting articles every day. So there's always going to be some new stuff. Um, if you want to go look at the true average reports that I've been posting uh they utilize something that jordan and i have been talking about the last couple of weeks which is a new metric that i'm utilizing to try to normalize luck stats so um i'm posting a report on that every single day go check out the site uh like i said you can join for as little as five bucks for a subscription for a day so yeah working really hard on all that stuff
0: well you're not really working very hard on seo because your main page title tag sucks
1: i am working hard on seo though well you're not paydirt analytics dash paydirt that isn't Oh, well, no, I, I haven't gotten to that part yet.
0: Yeah, haven't it gotten is, to the... That's the, time,
1: that's the number one thing that you do. It takes time, Jordan. It, it takes, takes time. winning.
0: <laughs> okay, you can follow me on Twitter at BlenderHD. And uh, uh, we got uh, later today, Grinders Live, covering the what could end up being like a five-game MLB slate. I think there may be a postponement tonight in MLB. Uh, so I'll be covering that five o'clock, five, or even early, maybe 4.30. The DK slate starts at 640 Eastern. Mm -hmm. So that'll be later today. We got live locks on the scores and odds channel with Grant for his sports betting needs. Uh, Crunch time comes directly after Grinders Live. It's free all season, brought to you by FanDuel. So tune into that. If you hit that notification bell, you'll know when they go live. You'll know when we go live. And uh, I'll be back uh, tomorrow uh, answering your DFS strategy questions, as I always do, on the DFS pregame show on Roto Grinders dot com.